0: The lost century of God's one true church occurred from 70 to 170 A.D. The Apostle John is the only one to record this crucial history. Next, on The Key of David, with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. A few years ago, I gave a program on the lost century. It was about the secular history of God's own church being Totally destroyed. And of course, a lot of persecution came with that. Today, I'd like just to speak on a subject with a little different angle. The enemies of God's church were persecuting them. And uh, many of God's people turned against God. They had a lack of faith and a lack of love. And so it was a very, very difficult time for God's church. And at that time, this was 85 to 90 AD, and uh, that's when John wrote the Gospel of John, the Book of Revelation, and the Epistles of John. But the Epistles of John focused more on that lost century than any of those books. So I'd like to focus on the uh, most specific. Book today that talks about that lost century. What was it all about, and why did it all happen? And how did they uh, how did they uh, learn some lessons, and and some of them uh, failed to do so? So it was a real crisis from 70 A.D. to 170 A.D. and uh, 70 A.D. That was the fall of Jerusalem, and that really the greatest crisis ever. Up to that time, let's take a look over to First John one and verse one, where it talks about from the beginning, the people of God went to Pella in sixty nine A.D. and God protected them there because not only was their secular history destroyed, but also they lost a lot of their uh, spiritual history as well. Today, our people have lost their secular history and their spiritual history and 95% of them have lost all of that and you can prove that in your bible so to avoid those catastrophes what do we do well let me read you just one quote here john was different from the other gospel writers and all of the biblical writers for that matter it's a number of ways he is the only one who wrote about the word John provided an overview and showed us how God views EVERYTHING. John gives us a perspective from the Word, from God Himself. First John 1 and verse 1, notice this. Here is a vision that God says we all must have if we are going to overcome the devil. We have to have this vision, We uh, do that, we're going to be able to sit on David's throne with Jesus Christ and rule the world and the universe forever. That's the kind of just enormous reward that God is giving His people that will do His work today. Verse 1 of 1 John 1 That which from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, and which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the Word of Life. The Word of Life. Go back to the beginning. They, they went back to, to the beginning when the Word came to this earth and lived with those disciples. And what was His purpose? What was He going to do? These disciples were looking on. They were <laughs> in awe of all this because they handled Him and uh, that close touching they had uh, with each other and talking and conversing. This was all happening at the uh, the beginning of the epistles, and then I'll go over a little further first John two verses thirteen fourteen and twenty four I'll just paraphrase this, but from the beginning there it talks about that, and you have known the Father, and because you have known him, that is from the beginning, talking about Christ now he's been there from the beginning with you disciples, and you have overcome the wicked one and you have heard from the beginning. From the beginning. God is continuing to put, to get them to focus back on the beginning of all this. When the Word came to this earth and lived with the disciples and many others. What is it all about? Well, a little further down it says, From the beginning shall remain in you. You also. Shall continue in the Son and in the Father. So here, the Word became the Son, and God became the Father, and uh, because of the Father's begettal of uh, His Son in the Virgin Mary. And He goes on in uh, verses 8 and 11 and talks again about from the beginning, from the beginning. Now keep your mind on the beginning. You need this vision, or you won't overcome the devil. That's what he's talking about. Now let's go back to verse John one in verse one, where it says this: "From the beginning, we've heard, and the word of life. This is the word of life. That's what this is all about. It's about real life. This life is not truly a real life. It's just a chemical existence. But God wants to give us real life forever, forever. I wrote in the booklet, John was the only New Testament writer that designated Christ as the Word. Now John had been taught a lot more than the others, and he'd been around a lot longer, and he had a job to do after all the others were martyred. Here is the Father and the Son. you have the God family, and he's opening up all of this to more sons r- literal god beings right in the the very family of God it's, we're not talking about adoption this is literal sons of God god beings if we can comprehend that and there are many verses that prove that i'll just give you a quote here john is reminding us and himself who this Jesus Christ really was, who He was from the beginning. This is the being the apostles had seen with their eyes, and looked upon, or gazed upon is a better translation, and their hands had handled. They were just gazing upon Him. This this was the Word of God! It was God and the Word, and then He came to this earth, and at this time it became God the Father and the Son. The God family, which is the same as the kingdom of God, that family of God is going to rule over the kingdom of God. And that's why the first fruits are being called today to give them an opportunity to rule Jesus Christ as the bride. As the bride. So it's all about God and the Word beginning of the God Family, and many sons are going to come to glory, it says in Hebrews 2. One more quote here, John is the only New Testament writer to explain the Word, the only one with a capital W. There is awesome depth in the original Greek word logos. This must have been a big part of what Christ taught John when he was spending so much time with him. John describes the Logos in his Gospel, his epistles, and in the book of Revelation. Logos clarifies the God family in a spectacular way. So God is saying, well, now, if you're going to overcome the wicked one, you're going to have to have this vision in your mind. You're going to have to know about God and the Word, and then God and the Son. When the family of God began, and all this family then opened up to God's people and the- anybody who is uh, willing to give their lives to God. Notice First John two and verse one: My little children, these things I write unto you, that you sin not and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. See, Christ is our advocate, not when we are being righteous, but when we have sinned, and He m- makes His appeal to God the Father to make sure that they, they are together on this. And He is our advocate! What does that mean? If He is our advocate right now, He's our living God right now. That's what he's doing now. He's building his family. And if we sin, he's an advocate for us to overcome that sin and repent of that sin. These are amazing truths and I hope we can comprehend them because God the Father is behind all this, but we have to realize that our high priest is alive and he's the head of god's own church I mean the literal head. Now, how many people believe that see it's it's the living God that we're dealing with, and you get all the help you need in this let's say in the lost century in a trial like that because we have the lost. More than the lost century here in this end time. It's worse, much worse. God's own people have lost their secular history and their spiritual history and almost everything else. Our high priest lives. That's what this is all about. Our high priest lives and is there to be our advocate and help us get into the Family of God or the Kingdom of God and RULE with Jesus Christ over that 1,000-year millennium and ALL eternity out in the universe! Wonderful, wonderful truth! I wrote here, We have an advocate, John wrote, not did HAVE, Our High Priest, Jesus Christ, is ALIVE and working as our Advocate NOW! That one Word is a vision of breathtaking splendor, breathtaking splendor, I should say! And the High Priest that we have today, He is LIVING, and He is an ADVOCATE for us! He's there to HELP us get into the Family of God! It's all about God's LOVE! Remember, he gave uh, the God the Father gave his only begotten Son, that we might enter into the family of God. So he would pay for our sins. God has perfect love. And uh, advocate is another one of those unique, powerful visionary words that John uses. It means God advocate, see? In other words, defining the, even the, the uh, father in the picture, because he he commissioned Christ to do this, and so we are blessed to have that kind of a head and a leader, a spiritual leader that leads his church always. And he said he would build that church, and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. So you think he's the head of it? <laughs> yes, he is. To make sure that happens or doesn't happen, whatever, whichever way you look at it. He is an advocate with the Father. What majestic depth this is in your Bible! It is truly amazing. It talks about 1 John 2 and verse 2, and He is the propitiation for our sins. That just means uh, He's paid for the sins of all the world, He's paid for our sins. And He gave us uh, this vision that is so inspiring. Verse 6 reads, And he that says he abides in him ought himself also taught to walk, even as he walked. Now, if you're going to abide in him, or in God, well, you're, you're going to have to walk as HE walked, as Christ walked on this earth, and was perfect, and he lived just like his Father lived. The ought there word means bound by duty, indebted to walk as Christ walked, I should say. And he went on to talk about little children, but he wasn't talking anymore in uh, verse 12 of chapter 2. He, he called them little children. He was no longer calling them my little children because they had turned against God. But he reminded them who they were, and they were sons of God in the very God family and God had offered them everything as a reward if they would just obey him and do his work what a what an offer and what a responsibility God will give people who just yield themselves to him they talked about those who have known the father that means past tense they have known him but they don't at this time and because of this secular history destruction of the Church, well, it brought with it a LOT of persecution! And so we have to be ready for such trials and difficulties and realize that we can overcome the wicked one if we'll just keep using the power of God and let Him be our advocate! He's ALIVE TODAY taking care of His Church and, li- and FEEDING His Church! And giving life to his church, and advocating uh, for their sins. Now that is special. First John two and verse 18 talks about, this is the rise standard version children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard, that Antichrist is coming, and he's coming in this last hour, that Antichrist is inside of God's own church. And that and he just took 95 percent of God's people away from God in this end time. and now they don't have their own secular history or their own spiritual history. they've lost all that or at least a lot of it. They are lukewarm, but fifty percent of them are not even that. It's worse than that, and fifty percent of those that turned away from God are going to die forever. That is that is a shows us that it's a dangerous knowledge that we deal with, but God's giving us everything, everything. The whole universe, everything He has, He's giving it to us to be over that, with His guidance, of course. In the last hour, Antichrist appear on the scene. People who know God the Father then turned away and are now fighting Christ. See, there are many Antichrists. It says they have become Antichrists. They're fighting against Christ. How shameful and how unnecessary! They want the world and the way of the world, but these the, they, they have to have this vision if you are ever going to overcome the wicked one and avoid all of that satanic corruption and rebellion. God REVEALS all this to us. So John was the only one that wrote about the last hour and the Antichrist, THE Antichrist. So John is telling us how to stand in the last hour. And have the most beautiful life and exciting life that you can, you can even imagine. Yes, there are trials occasionally, and God says through Peter that look, the, those trials are more precious than gold because they help us to grow in God's character and prepare to help Him rule over the earth and the universe, all of it. What more could God give us? Verse 19, They went out from us, the very Church of God, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. That's really the greatest crisis there is on this Earth. Spiritual people by the thousands are going to die forever. should not be, but this IS serious business, and God wants to give us everything and He wants us to overcome the wicked one like Jesus Christ did. And then He gave Himself totally as a sacrifice to God. John 3 and verse 21, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. If our heart doesn't condemn us, we have faith in God, we have confidence, we are bold before God. But if we have, well, a certain... uh, condemnations in our mind because we know we've sinned, and that's going to destroy our faith or take it away. And that's the time when we'd better repent and seek that Advocate to help us in those times when we are weaker and we really need help. We can't, go, we can't be weak very long, or we're going to get into trouble that we can't get out of. Verse 22 of 1 John 3, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments. Wh- whatever we ask for, we get it. I'm going to have to skip on down a little further. I want to go over something that I went over in the beginning, because this is so very, very important. So here is how to overcome the Antichrist, how we can Overcome these problems when we are persecuted, whether they are, uh, whether it's one person doing it or many people persecuting you or whatever. God says, now, if you have this vision in your mind, if you have this vision in your mind, you are going to flourish in your spiritual life and you're going to be happy and you're going to have wonderful marriages and families and everything is going to be so much better. But he says if you if you're going to overcome you're going to have to go back to the beginning. Remember what I said about 1 John 1 and verse 1 that which was from the beginning the the, the very beginning the word came down and became the son of God and the God became the father and opened up all this to mankind to the very FAMILY of God, being a God-being, how could ANYTHING be more inspiring than that? It goes on in 1 John 2, verses 13, 14, and 24, I I'll just paraphrase that. From the beginning, it says, you have known the Father, and you have known Him that was from the beginning, the Word, who became Jesus Christ, the Son of God. From the beginning, he he wants us to go back and make sure that we don't forget this beginning. That that will get us through anything. If we can just see this royal, majestic vision that is really just about beyond words to be even describe. The devil that sins from the beginning for the purpose of the Son of God and from the beginning that we should love one another see here's here's this god the father and jesus christ and we're in the family and we ought to love one another and love this world and even love our enemies that is what this is all about and if you have this vision in your mind you will do that because you'll be thinking like god and your whole life will be revolutionized and made so much more beautiful It does take some repentance, but we have to go back to that beginning, that wonderful beginning, and make sure that we are like the disciples, their eyes were just GAZING on that Word. They realized this God was WITH them, and now He was opening up EVERYTHING to them. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry, goodbye, friends. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Last Hour, The Book of Hebrews, and John's Gospel, The Love of God. Order now. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.